Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. It's a beautiful day. And I'm glad you feel the same. It's a nice day out there. I feel a little bit uh, tired after last night, boys. God, what a night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was completely... Anything could have happened last night until we clarified that it was because we did the live stream. At time of recording, we did our reunion live stream last night. Or did we? Maybe we went to Vegas and did a thing with a tiger and stuff, lol. Yeah, we had a wild night and God, you guys wouldn't believe the things that we got up to. I didn't go to fucking Vegas. What? Oh. Oh, we just brought your will and character along and got married to some random woman on the strip. No, but he's over... Oh my god, he's not here. He was on the shelf. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's off living his best life in Vegas now. He's been... He's, he's... Vegas, baby. Oh, what? Michael, please. What, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Don't oh, sorry, go tell sorry. the world. Oh, sorry. For I want to know what happened in Vegas. Well, oh, I sh- should come next time. <laughs> well, you didn't ask. We said you want to come around for your tea. You said no. But that's not what that... Is that what that means? Is that... Code? Well, we had... We had tea in Vegas. At ten. We were trying to decide where to go, Pizza Express oh. or, uh, you know, or the local pub. And we realized, oh, they're both shut. But Vegas isn't. Oh, Yeah, Vegas is always open. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my mistake, I suppose. The city yeah. that never shuts. That's what they call it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do they? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you wouldn't know because you've not been. <laughs> oh. oh, come on now. That's a low blow. That's not necessary. No, well. Next time. Well, I'll let you know next time when we're going to go to Vegas. You can come with us. You're not You're not going to let me know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You're not going to fucking tell me anything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a thing along to talk about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. There is new merchandise available right now. Oh my god, at long last. Crate-y, matey. Yeah, talk us through, the, talk us through your creative process uh, from top to bottom, please. So I just slam some lines of speed mm-hmm. and I just kind of frantically move my arms around my keyboard and mouse. Okay. And just, uh, um, sorry, Claude is showing me a note and it completely threw me off. <laughs> okay. That's the beauty of notes. They're very subtle. Yes. <laughs> Especially if you address them. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's sorry. what they do on like the BBC and stuff, but they just, <laughs> they read them without going, sorry, everyone watching. Hang I'm just on. being There's shown a note. <laughs> Just got some secret information here. Yeah. It was in it was it was in um, cursive a little bit, and I, uh, I couldn't read it. And so I realised I stopped talking, and I, I can't just say like 
couldn't couldn't just pick up my sentence where I left off. That'd be ridiculous. We all know how good you are at reading notes, Michael. You... <laughs> I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also good at reading from my mind, apparently. <laughs> I just do lines of speed, unleash hell on Photoshop, and then out comes a lovely design. And you too can put these designs on your body and or mug uh, when you visit store.yogscast.com. And check out the video store. And if you want a little bit of an extra an extra fifties worth of shirts, you can use code Vidiots at checkout for ten percent off everything. Wow. On the store. Yeah. It's it's ten percent off. It doesn't give you fifty shirts, just so you know. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I mean you could get an extra fifties worth of shirts, but you're gonna have to pay for them. Yeah. They're not free. Yeah. Uh so please, you know, do consider doing that. Are you not gonna share with the rest of the class what was on the note? Oh, it was. Uh, we're going to tidy the flat after we do podiats. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> I mean, really we'll... vital information <laughs> that you needed to know immediately. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. yeah, just let you know. Like when you finish the podcast, we're going to clean. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, Brilliant thanks. stuff. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Mikey? Yeah. If we had enough donations, you could actually get someone to clean the flat for you, which I think we can all agree would be a very worthwhile <laughs> cost. Yeah. <laughs> and not a total waste at all. However, if you want to help uh, fulfill Mikey's dream there, you can support us financially over at streamlabs.com forward slash donations and donate £3 or more to get a shout out. You will join Pod Squad for the following episode and these wonderful high-flying magnificent bastards and bastardettes. Well, language. Sorry. Magnificent magnificent bastards? Yes. Mm, thank you. Magnificent bastards and bastardettes uh, have all signed up and enlisted with Pod Squad for this week. I love the, in, the enlisted. It's like, come on. They've been drafted. Yeah, they've been yeah. conscripted. <laughs> yeah. We start off with, oh no, Bella died of COVID 19. <laughs> Emily Lemons, L. Baker, 97. Av- 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 Avogadro Toast, 11. Lord Brotovich, six years. Michael is anus. Please help. There are fishes in my pants. Your inner voice is named Milo, and they say, Picture yourself happy, prosperous, and enjoying your life. Now open your eyes. What did you see? You on a beach? With friends or loved ones? Wrong. You pictured yourself in a new shirt from Vidiots. So stay classy, so clean. Sorry, so classy, so clean merch. Bye. And then we get one from Mercenary, Prostitutes for Life, who accidentally donated to us twice. So I refunded one of his one of his things. But then he just donated again. He can't be stopped. Whoa. He says, Mikey was very kind, but you get the money anyway. A proper mercenary never deals in refunds. So this bit as it so read this bit as ASMR. Merch. Merch. You know you want it. Go and buy it. You're a talented individual, and we respect your boundaries. You know you want it. Oh my god. Then we got one from Tiddy. Gooey Bug Spittoon. Gooey Bug Spittoon, sorry. Good one. 420.69. Steven Scores. A little bit of Monica. And thank you again for the big generous donation, boys. You bring such joy to this sad and tragic time. I'm grateful for your humour, your genius, your spirit, your energy, and your gifts. Oh, we got gifts. Oh. Thank you for sharing your talented minds and keeping me and my husband laughing. The vidiots are never a bit much for me. Well, thank oh. you very much. A little, t- little tiny bit of Monica. And Enu Bean. Enu Bean. Enu Bean. The list continues. 
Bork Lasers Pork Taser. Nice. Itty Bitty Titty Committee. Oh. Arse Face. Stukalicious. Arthur from Natural Nine, who says, Vidiots, uh, very generous donation, by the way, who says, Vidiots has changed, but I'm still here. Thank you for everything you do, boys, and have a fun podcast. Also, to Atlas, hashtag let Margaret from Persona 4 have merch. Does that make sense to anyone? Uh, she is a character in the video game Persona 4, and Atlas is the publisher of said video game. Right, Bam. I see. I don't understand the need for her, her merch, but there at least is some context for you. Yeah, pop it into the Vidiot's donation feed, and I'm sure Atlas will find out. Atlas will get right on it. <laughs> uh, one vowel from Shira was also a very generous donation, but no message enclosed. But thank you very much indeed. Wow. Uh, ben Potter's silky, sexy voice. Oh. What a winky wonky Willem Willy. <laughs> uh, the opposite of Lord Brotovich, Kevin from Con. Schlumpians, pump dumpians, uh, <laughs> deluxe bon 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 man who donated very generously and said, "Thank you, fine gents, all ladies, all ladies, for all the free funny, all the free funny over the years, all the free funny." My brother introduced me to you in the summer of 2018, and I haven't looked back since. Keep safe and remember to put your cocks back. List continues, Mister E Meat. Uh, can we swear here? Shit, Robert <laughs> Babaloni. And Lolly Lama. Mystery Meat, it says, was... Should I say who that was by? Is that the one from the Yogg's cast? I'm not sure. I, surely not. They, they, they don't know that we're still going, do they? Well, some of them do. Okay. <laughs> it was by someone with a name from the Yogg's cast, and I don't know if it's that one or not. But let us know on Twitter if you're a, a regular listener. Dave on Twitter is what it says. That was the person who... He sent it. <laughs> yeah, Dave wanted It wasn't. Uh, my Milo suit has been hit. Kitty Hawk. Dr. Jesus McGod's incest fanfic. Okay. Oh. Vin Tristam. Meth the Gong Goose. <laughs> an extra 50s worth of mummy. And an inappropriate fan. <laughs> Spooning creamy ice cream men. Alan Claw. DBP does shows for butt plugs. Oh. Peter's Welsh furry porn. Ugh. Actually, it was Polish, but close mm. put my oh, we'll refund that you can try again next time <laughs> put my name here last time feck put my name here last time feck mm. i think it was okay. i put my name here last time shit uh, okay okay ben's bowl of thick cream nice harmless name prince beefcakes and jizzy plumfield Aww. thank you so much everyone that's your pod squad for this week mm. and uh, we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show as well thank you so much thank you everyone thank you everybody i am this week's question master i've brought some questions along for you guys um yeah i think we should start with one straight away and then do some things yes please uh this one comes from nicholas otter who is Lord Brotovich. <gasps> oh my god. That guy, we know that one. Hey. You demasked him. Yeah. Well, he's, he's out there on Twitter. It's fine. With his microphone. Yeah. Uh, Lord Brotovich says, In a fit of rage, Ben has unmodded both Cecil Prumps and me. This is a hypothetical situation. For now. Seems accurate. Seems yeah. accurate. <laughs> Uh, your friends of the VCU, that's the Vidiot Cinematic Universe, offer their support to take over that position. Who are you going to choose and why? And then in brackets it says, and please don't unmod us, Ben. Um, so I fucking will. We often get asked quite... In fact, even in this cohort of questions, there were a whole load of people saying, which Vidiot's Universe character would 
you choose for da da da. But I thought mods is that's a that's a, a unique position. Yeah, mm. it's a lucky position to be in. Yeah, so you need someone with integrity, someone who knows when and where to exercise their power, someone who can be around all the time. Mm. Um, I would love to see Dick Machinko as a mod, just <sighs> for him to put people down. It's like nighty nighty, sweet piece of shit. Yeah, bam. a man with integrity. <laughs> see, this is this is why I was worried because if we went with Dick, uh, people there would be deaths and also probably martial law. I don't think anyone could in anyone would be able to have fun. No, but. What a time that he'd have, and we'd have just watch him unleash hell and destroy our audience. We could just point in a direction and send, and he'd go there. I do, I mean, I personally think he, although he's often probably one of the lowest hanging fruit, would Dave Benson do mods for stuff, do you think? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I think he would. What kind of stuff do you think in exchange for modding? Because we all know modding is a really really tough job so he would need a lot of stuff a special badge on twitch a couple of emotes Maybe. yeah well yeah that he'd get those he'd get those by default you know as part and parcel of doing the job but like what real world tangible stuff would dave want in exchange for modding dvd 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 never dvd he's got loads of them though i'm gonna say six photo albums from random families okay yeah. that's what he, that's what he'd want Wow, I mean, I mean, I want those too. So I get, I get that. I love full albums. I would love just full albums from random families. So I think he'd want that too. It would be interesting. You could just make up your own narrative in your head as you scrolled through the photos, wondering who was who, yeah, and how they were related. What an adventure! <laughs> how about he would want enough cowboy hats for a posse of twelve? <laughs> nice. And then yes. he could wear it while modding. But then he could also enlist local 90s celebrities in the circles that he runs in oh. and uh, and they could all posse up and and go do kids shows and stuff in exchange yeah. for more stuff it's just it just it's trickle down economics <laughs> oh that sounds like the perfect mod squad 90s children's tv presenters with cowboy hats yeehaw yes one alternative i've just thought of let's not forget that jeff the mongoose has hands Mm. Oh, so he can type and use a mouse. <laughs> That's true. At the same time, though, Bobby Babalooney does kids' birthday parties oh. and is used to interacting with probably unruly children. And let's be honest, that's not too far removed from most Twitch chats. Yeah, from you lot. So if we could get a series of emotes created uh, involving balloon animals that she could post, everyone would be distracted and thrilled. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's like a Twitch balloon experience. I want that. Who'd be the ultimate mod? We got. I think we've got to decide on one because you can go, you know, chaotic with it, or you can go lawful with it. You know, all the D and D alignments. We need, we need. We need to find our new mod. I tell you what, we do need to do for future questions of this sort is like have a full list of all the friends in the universe. <laughs> yeah, just a reference. I can't even remember most of them. <laughs> yeah, we can't have rules, boss. We got to rule him out because he would be useless. Yeah, he's watching on a delay of up to an hour sometimes, <laughs> and that's just not going to work, is it? No. Um. Psycho Seagull, too chaotic. Uh, Neat face, not sentient. No. <laughs> Just be the worst mod ever. Probably been eaten by the children. Yeah. The children really wanted to cook him and eat him, she said, the mum. Oh, dear. Um, 
Christ, what else is there? Imagine, imagine if you had meat fears. I would not. I he would live in my freezer forever and ever, like but like wedding cake. Yeah, <laughs> my prized possession. What about stick him in the oven? What about the fast cow that's wanted by police? Uh, because if there's any, if there's any sort of naughtiness, the cow could just be round the house of whoever did the naughtiness in just like. No, no time at all. Because he's fast and he's always on the move. Yeah, on the move. Mm-hmm. He's scared of the police catching up. Exactly. That could. That's another option. Could be it. Um, oh god, there's so there's so many. There's so many choices. So many brilliant candidates for this role. Yeah. Um, McNuggies, Ronald Coon. Do you want some of my McNuggies? Maybe Dave. Dave on, as in Dave on on Twitter. Oh, Dave. That's true. We could we could draft David. Yeah. Yeah. I do actually, yeah, no, because he bring people in the chat drinks. He's got a friendly mm-hmm. face. He's competent at using a browser because he's on Twitter right now, yeah. all the time. Bam, he's t- taking all the boxes. I think it's got to be at Dave on Twitter. I think I think he could he could like ban you in the most polite way possible, and you wouldn't even feel yeah, offended. Great. Everyone wants to be Dave's friend. Yeah, lovely man. That's it. I think. Cool. Sorted. That's it. It's Dave. He's he's in. Just Dave. He'll he'll fill both positions. <laughs> he will. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's enough man for it. Yeah. Alright then. Uh who would like to do a thing? I have a thing. <gasps> oh, okay. Thing me. Um I'm gonna thing you because we're all gonna learn, and I thought, let's get the learning out of the way so we can talk about farts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it would be worth doing a bit of a learn. And uh, this is ripped wholesale from a website called history.com, which appears to be the History Channel, but there's just history.com for some reason. That's a great domain name. That's amazing. That must be worth a lot of money. It's pretty good. This is all about the deadly flu outbreak of, or the influenza pandemic, I should say, of 1918 and 1919. Is that Spanish flu? And people's, yes, and people's aversions to wearing masks at the time. Ugh. And the punishments therein. And I thought, as, as history seems to be repeating itself... Why not go back and have a little look at what happened then and why? Mm-hmm. Why? Are we ready? Yeah. I'm ready. The influenza pandemic of 1918 and 1919 was the most deadly flu outbreak in history, killing up to 50 million people worldwide. In the United States, where it ultimately killed around 675,000 people, local governments rolled out initiatives to try to stop its spread. These varied by region and included closing schools and places of public amusement, enforcing no-spitting ordinances, encouraging people to use (laughs) handkerchiefs or disposable tissues, and requiring people to wear masks in public. Mask-wearing ordinances mainly popped up in in the western states, and it appears most people complied with them. The nation was still fighting in World War I, and officials framed anti-flu measures as a way to protect the troops from the deadly outbreak. As one Red Cross PSA put it, the man or woman or child who will not wear a mask now is a dangerous slacker. This sense of wartime duty and the fear of being seen as a slacker may have motivated those who complied with mask orders in cities like San Francisco, Seattle, Denver, and Phoenix. Yet, even though compliance was high, some complained that the masks were uncomfortable, ineffective, or bad for business. Officials were caught in public without masks, and after the war ended, and there was no longer a sense that people should wear masks to keep the troops safe, some dissenters even formed an anti-mask league in San Francisco. (laughs) Wow. Fuck this inanimate object. (laughs) I, I hate it. It's oppression. 
Still, for the small percentage of people who went without a mask entirely, reports suggest their issue had less to do with the science behind them and more to do with personal comfort. You read routinely about people not wanting to wear them because then they're hot and stuffy, says Nancy Bristow, chair of the history department at the University of Puget Sound, I think, and author of American <laughs> Pandemic, The Lost Worlds of the 1918 Influenza Epidemic. Some people argue against them because they say that they create fear in the public and that they want to keep people calm, which I think is really an excuse to critique them because someone doesn't want to wear them. And also, why the fuck have you temporarily banned spitting. I want to be able to spit, goddammit. I love spitting. I live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Let me spit. It's my human right. I fought for <laughs> my country. I'm going to spit wherever I want. It's the First Amendment, guys. The, the first spit amendment, more like. Yeah, wow. It's a good one. It's, yeah, this, see? This great country is built on a foundation of spit. I am being oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> Cities that passed masking ordinances in the fall of 1918 struggled to enforce them among the small portion of people who rebelled. Common punishments were fines, prison sentences, and having your name printed in the, in the newspaper. Oh. In one horrific incident in San Francisco, a special officer for the Board of Health shot a man who refused <laughs> to wear a mask, as well as two bystanders. What? what? <laughs> You're you're just complicit by association. <laughs> Fuck you. They're not wearing a mask. Get them. <laughs> this was far different from the treatment of San Francisco's leaders received when they didn't comply. At a boxing match, a police photographer captured images of several supervisors, a congressman, a justice, a navy rear admiral, the city's health officer, and even the mayor, all without masks. The health, the health officer paid a $5 fine, and the mayor later paid a $50 fine, but unlike other mask slackers, they received no prison time, and then it says in parentheses, not to mention no one shot at them. <laughs> San Francisco's first masking order began in October and ended in November after the World War I armistice. In January, when flu cases began to surge again in San Francisco, the city implemented a second mask order. This time, the resistance was much more intense. A group of dissenters that included a few physicians and one member of the Board of Supervisors formed the Anti-Mask League, which held a public meeting of over 2,000 attendees. Brilliant. Nice. It's speculated the resistance to San Francisco's second mask order may have been more intense because the country was no longer at war and some residents didn't feel the same sense of patriotic duty they had before. In any case, the city was an outlier. It doesn't appear that there were similar leagues or protests in other cities. Because they all died because they had 2,000-man meetings. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> Nancy Tomes, a distinguished professor of history at Stony Brook University who has written about public health measures during the flu pandemic, sorry, says while there were pockets of resistance to mask wearing in 1918 and 1919, it was not widespread. And unlike handkerchiefs and paper tissues, which Tomes said people began to use more regularly because of the pandemic, mask wearing did not catch on in the United States after the ordinances ended. It's still difficult to say how effective mask wearing on its own was in 1918 and 1919. What is clear is that communities that implemented stronger health measures overall fared better than those that didn't. Today we can look back and see they flattened the curve and the communities that did enforce much stricter regulations and for a longer period of time and began earlier had lower death rates, Bristow says. But they didn't have that data tabulated yet, so I think in the aftermath it wasn't as clear that what they had done had been effective. Mm. There we go. They just didn't have the data at the time to prove to people, hey look, this will help, and uh, even though 
we now definitely have that data. Yep. People still don't want to wear masks yeah. and they just want to spit everywhere. <laughs> it's weird. Is in certain parts of Asia, there's the years ago there was a massive cultural shift when I think it was like to do with like outbreaks of SARS and stuff. Like these are countries that have been already experienced, you know, pandemics on a, on a much smaller scale to COVID-19. But they've had this, they've been able to do this shift from, right, masks are fine, so let's all wear them. And it's it just kind of accepted that it's, even when there's, you know, not the, the threat of a deadly virus, people will wear it. And mm. it, it's smart. It's because it, it, it is very good. I mean, it, it, it's not that uncomfortable. You can get some nice stylish masks. You can look pretty sick while out and about mm-hmm. and staying safe. And it's... It's 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 good because it's going to be weird for a while, and we need to stop breathing on each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you have access to a mask, do wear it, and if you don't have access to a mask, wear a scarf or a handkerchief, or just be careful. Just exercise due caution. A wear thong. A People wearing thongs on their faces. Great, <laughs> do it. Go yeah. crazy. Yeah, have some fun with it. Your mask is beautiful. Live your truth. Oh, thank you, Ben. Wow. Well, that was very eye-opening, Ben. Thank you. Oh. Uh, we've got a thing here from Sammy B, Captain Loogie, who says, You've been invited to DJ at my wedding. My being Sammy B's wedding, not my Peter Austin's wedding. Oh, damn it. I, oh, okay. What middies have you queued up to wow my guests? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, well, you know, Ocean Man, mm. First Dance. Yeah, Ocean Man. <laughs> first Dance. I'd also, like, the drop in Skrillex as well. That yeah. was good. That was great. You just want the drop as, like, a little button you can play <laughs> how about through the fire and the flames oh that's it that's a good midi yeah that... i reckon that one would be outrageous i'd like to hear something like um we will rock you in midi form because the opening which is just stamping sounds and clapping sounds would not be very well replicated by midi so it would just be sort of buts buts and kind of lose all of its effect i think Oh, I don't know. I think I've got faith in him. I think a MIDI could pretty faithfully replicate that. Yeah. Because you can have you can have like a hundred instruments going at once. So you just need to build that up and just, <laughs> and it'll be weird and bitty, but it'll be good. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Do, uh, was it the chicken dance? Oh. Yeah, chicken dance would be really good. It's a classic. Uh, El Chombo Shakarun. Oh. I think that would make a good MIDI as well. That would. That one. Yeah. I'm I'm just looking through my actual MIDI downloads at the minute. <laughs> the Simpsons theme song, everybody's favorite wedding hit. Oh God, perfect! Yeah, you know, El Chombo came after an old video I uploaded about um, eight or nine years ago, and he came after it last year just to copyright claim it because it had a, a like a clip of his music in it. God, really? really? Wow. Took him eight years to find it, but he claimed that video with a hundred views, and I hope it's worth. <laughs> Every penny and every hour of effort it took to do it. <laughs> He's on a mission to hunt down every video that uses the song on the internet. He's doing it. He's up to 2008. That's what you get for making meme music, man. Make good music and people won't use it in their stupid videos. God. I would love, like, maybe not an entire wedding night DJ set of midis, but, you know, like the midi, midi hour where it's like, Midnight, your uncle's passed out, everyone's a bit drunk, let's get to know the family better and listen to some MIDI. Yeah, it's MIDI yeah. Midnight. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Six MIDIs to MIDI Night. Nice. <laughs> well, I think just any song you could put into MIDI form and it, it just it just works. It's it's great. It's a new experience, it makes it more visceral. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of, of certain songs that kind of rely on the exact instrument used in in the song, and it, if you know the moment you, I mean, a bit like the Skrillex one, you know, it was trying to be sort of <laughs> bassy wob wobs and stuff, and it was just sort of, <laughs> which you know is in some ways that's what dubstep is. It's just sounds, but you know, it, it's very reliant on the. Uh, the timbre, I believe, is the technical oh, term. Oh, oh, oh. Possibly, I might be misusing that actually. But how about sail? Oh, oh, that... oh yeah, <laughs> sail would be great. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm listening to that. The second this podcast ends, I'm going to whack open my MIDI player and have a have a bop. <laughs> it's got to Just tweet it completely without context, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What should you walk uh, down the aisle to in MIDI form? I've decided we're also doing that. The ceremony is MIDI. Yeah, well, um, maybe just a maybe just a MIDI form of uh, "Here Comes the Bride." Why not? Yeah, a classic. Or yeah. or hear me out. Yeah. How about Muse Uprising in MIDI form? Sure. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> they will not something <laughs> us, but in MIDI, I want to hear that. It would be astonishingly car wreckish. I think. I'd love to hear Chop Suey in MIDI form. Beep 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 beep. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't think yeah. I think we've created the perfect wedding there. So, oh fuck. Enjoy your playlist. Use it wisely for when you actually get married. Enjoy it, Sammy. Yeah, have a good day, Sammy. And congratulations to you and Mrs. to be Mrs. B, Mrs. B, Sammy B and Mrs. B. Yeah, the pair of B's. I hope she likes MIDI, otherwise she's going to have a miserable wedding. Yeah, definitely. Who doesn't, who doesn't like MIDI? MIDI's rubble. Uh, we will quickly move on to another question. Oh. Yeah. Uh, because James at Corrosion Audio simply asks, Cheese or pet trail? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's hard. It is hard, that isn't is... it? I think the world has to lose either cheese or pet trail. And... We've got to decide which one goes. Okay. Well, I th- the thing is, does petrol does that doesn't count diesel, does it? I think maybe we have to include diesel oh, in petrol. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how fuels work. I mean, they're not the same. But I'm just saying, you know, it would be quite easy just to say, well, we'll get rid of petrol and convert to diesel. But yeah, yeah. I think maybe there's a plus side to getting rid of petrol, though. That means. The world will stop relying on petrol for its cars. Mm. We'll all switch to electric automobiles, and it, by, by that, we'll save the planet. Or cars powered by cheese. Mm. Oh my god! There we go. Mm. Yeah, okay. they would smell either lovely or horrible. I'm not sure. <laughs> god, uh, allow me to state the obvious, just for mm. the for each side. The world is simply not ready to suddenly lose fossil fuels immediately. Everything will break. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say the world is not ready to lose cheese immediately. But on the other hand, the world is not ready to lose cheese because it's delicious. Um, we're not. We don't have the technology f- for cheese-powered cars just yet. No. Um, our, our renewable energy is really getting there, but most people can't afford it. Yeah. Um, so you know, get. How are you going to get your cheese if you live? far away enough from the shops that you rely on petrol to get you to the cheese vendor true you know oh god it's all connected this is this is a very complicated issue and uh, there'll be several committees that we'll need to form to get to the bottom of this absolutely and we're not wearing masks let me tell you that absolutely not Um, unless they're made out of cheese yes uh (laughs) there are a lot of developing countries that obviously are not uh 
don't don't have the technology to have loads and loads of uh, renewable based cars either. So, you know, certainly there's a growing market for electric cars in the UK and in the West, but there are a lot of nations of the world that rely very like even more heavily on petrol than we do. So, we've got to think about others too, you know. Yeah. Um oh. obviously it would be nice if everyone was just using solar powered you know, solar power or or other renewable energy. But um yeah, like you say, it can't happen overnight. We might have to ditch cheese for Shit. the greater good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm landing on the side of petrol, which makes me sick to my stomach, but it's just the the rug the petrol rug cannot be pulled out from under the earth just yet. Well no. before we cement in our our um our idea, can we just rattle off some names of food that have cheese in it? So you make sure you really wanna do this. Oh you're no, right. I know, but I got Pizza. Uh, I know, I know. It's, it's not there, easy. That's it. It's not easy. <laughs> Cheesy chips, but not shitty ones. On the other hand, petrol smells great. It does. Oh, that is good. Yes. And we somehow foodize <laughs> petrol. Petrol smell. I sniff petrol recreationally. That's when are we it. getting that new Lynx flavor? When it smells of petrol, huh? <laughs> when can I walk around? St- when are all the teenage boys going to stink of petrol, huh? Oh, that'd be so good. Make your eyes water a little bit. That kind of mm, smell. Delicious. I'd fucking bathe in petrol if I could. Yeah, yeah. me too. If it wasn't so expensive and corrosive. How'd you... It was, it was cheap. Well, it was cheap as hell for a little bit. You, you missed your chance. You could have filled a bath of the stuff for like a fiver. I did. I kind of oil was. People were... You, they were paying you to take oil off their hands for a certain period of time earlier uh, this month mad the price of a barrel of oil was like cheaper than the cost of the barrel or something like that the barrel itself how much for a barrel of cheese though oh a lot that's the thing that never fluctuates that's pretty solid that's never no one's going to pay you to take cheese people are always paying to take cheese solid or creamy you've got to assume here as well if we're looking at the um the sort of ecological uh, impact of petrol we've also got to consider the ecological impact of cheese because cheese you know, if we're if we're talking cow cheese, mm. cows produce an awful lot of CO two and methane and all sorts of other nasty gases. They do. And I I would have to assume, using only logic, of course, that the vacuum created by a world without petrol would be filled with just more cheese, and the cow population would perhaps quadruple. Or, or even a higher number that I can't think of that means multiply by a large number, and uh, and we're just gonna we're gonna suffer exactly the same consequences, but at the hands of cheese producing cows rather than uh, hungry hungry cars, you know. Mm. Yeah, I read an article the other day where um, if if the cow population of the earth doubled, the it, the ozone layer would in fact be replaced by the F zone layer, the fart zone layer, and oh, it would wow. just be a green smoggy cloud that would it would just be terrible it'd be apocalyptic for the world jesus jesus we're currently on we're currently teetering on the edge of that so you know gotta be careful we've got to milk our cows more efficiently wonderful fuck god uh also if in getting rid of petrol we get rid of all forms of petrol there's Mm. also a large group of uh seabirds known as petrels Oh oh no we're gonna lose the birds Imagine the ecological effects if we got rid of petrels as well as petril. Yeah. It could be disastrous. I think cheese has got to go. Yeah. Never thought I'd say this, but cheese is... <laughs> I think cheese has got to go. If we got rid of uh, if we got rid of petrol as well, we'd no longer have those um, 
have those sort of uh, what are they called quite persuasive photos uh, that make you feel really bad about penguins that have taken a dip in the oil you know and seabirds that have taken a dip in the oil wouldn't have that anymore yes so what you're saying is we need to keep getting birds covered in oil Mm -hmm. so that we feel bad about it and clean up the world absolutely it keeps (laughs) us in check it keeps us in line we need to keep dunking birds in oil uh, and we wouldn't be able to do that Uh, can you imagine a bird have you seen the photo of the cat that's dipped its face into the fondue the cheese fondue fountain (laughs) It's absolutely horrifying. I don't want that with birds. I'm quite happy with crude oil. Yeah, it's, it will be a lot harder for David Attenborough to get us to clean up the oceans if he had to keep dipping penguins in cheese. I exactly, think. Oh exactly. I'm going to post that photo on Twitter. I was for just people. trying to find it, but if you could do it, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we fixed it. We fixed it, we fixed it. Well, James at Corrosion Audio, if given the choice of cheese or petrol, I think apparently we're choosing petrol. <laughs> hey, we made our case. We made our case pretty clear. We did, yeah. And I think we can sleep easy tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben, would you mind tweeting that from the account? It's very important. I have. It's done. It's done. Good. Thank you. It's gone out. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it. I think it looks photoshopped. I'm not saying it is, but every time I see that, it looks like the l- sort of lips have been pasted. It on doesn't the top. look like cat lips, does it? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, so, it's weird. so horrible. And sorry to everyone who saw that and whose Sunday I've just ruined. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I've got a thing here. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Now. I wanted to do probably another Weirdcopedia. As I mentioned one or two episodes ago, I kind of stopped doing Weirdcopedia for a short time because lots of the remaining weird Wikipedia articles were just so chunky and so it's difficult to, you know, get through them in a podcast. But I was going to try and find another one to talk about. But then, while literally while I was sitting on my phone looking for stuff, Amy was on BBC News and read this headline out to me and I said, okay, well, that is my thing for this month. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Men hired for sexual fantasy break into wrong house. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. Now oh, it's God. way worse than that. That leaves out so many details that could really have clickbaited people into this article even more than that wording alone. It, yeah. There's so much to this story. I, I just feel immediately, without any any knowledge, this poor person has finally felt brave enough in themselves to explore (laughs) this fetish and now we're gonna joke about it on a podcast we are we are going to and you know not to kink shame but it's even more let's say unusual than i want people to break into my house and that's the fantasy i want people to sort of you know take advantage of me in my house there's there's a there's a whole aspect to it that you will not be expecting okay as Tom Jones said, it's not unusual to want people to break into your house to fulfil your sexual fantasies. No. Maybe part of the fantasy was having it leaked online, so everyone's talking about it. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's part of it. Well, the problem is that the police got involved, oh. so that's how it ended up online. But uh, here we go. This is your third fetish. You're coming with us. <laughs> Sorry. In a sex fantasy gone wrong, two men with machetes entered the wrong house in New South Wales, Australia, before quickly realising their error. One of them has now been acquitted of entering a home armed with a weapon in July 2019, Australian media report. They had been hired to carry out a client's fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. Oh no! <laughs> Oh no. no. And then caught by police and then talked about online. Yeah. Oh, now I want to I don't want to put this in the in the vidiots 
thread because this will sort of give away uh, the the story before the episode goes out. But okay. here we go. Oh no! What is this? This picture. What could this be of? Oh god! It's just a <laughs> that caption. It's a Getty oh, Images. It's just photo. a stock photo. A stock photo of someone sweeping up a tennis court, and the caption saying a broom was a key element in the fantasy. Oh, oh my god! god. I'm gonna. I'm going to take a screenshot of just the bit where it says Getty Images and post that, and then it will have no context. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> um, right. Uh, yeah, they've been hired to carry out a client's fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. The judge concluded that the facts of the case are unusual. The role play was arranged over Facebook by a man near Griffith, New South Wales, who had provided his address to hire the pair. He was willing to pay 5,000 Australian dollary dues if it was really good, the judge said. <laughs> oh, God. That's, I mean, on the part of the two men, that's not a good uh, verbal agreement. No, it's not. You want not, something a bit it? more concrete than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't quantify good brushing. However, the client moved to another address 30 miles away without updating <gasps> the two men. What? Oh, my God. They then entered a home on the street of the original address. When the resident noticed a light on in his kitchen at quarter past six in the morning, he assumed it was a friend who came by daily to make morning coffee. What? What? Which is in itself quite strange. But Psychopathic behaviour, but fine. <laughs> when the men called out the name of the client, the resident turned on the light and removed a sleep apnea mask he was wearing. It was then that he saw them standing above his bed with machetes, which they appeared to have brought as props for the oh, role play. God. I wonder if one of them was holding a broom as well. That would be very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to get tickled? When they realised their error, one of the pair said, sorry, mate, and shook the resident's hand, according to local <laughs> oh, reports. That's so violently Australian. Yeah. The two men then drove to the correct address, where the client noticed one man had a great big knife in his trousers and asked them to leave the weapons in their car. Um, the client then cooked bacon, eggs and noodles and a short time later the police arrived at the property found the machetes in the car and arrested the hired pair the judge ruled that evidence did not suggest the men's actions were intentional they carried the machetes either as a prop or something to use in that fantasy he said the fantasy was unscripted and there was discretion as to how it would be carried out a lawyer for Terence Leroy one of the accused said it was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi semi naked man in his underpants with a broom. Entry <laughs> Entry was not with intent to intimidate. Jesus Christ. Oh, That's it. My fucking god. That is the most roller coaster of an article I've ever heard. Fucking so, hell. you know, I'm sitting there looking for a thing. Amy reads that thing out to me while I'm looking and I was like, Well that's it. That's, that's the thing. That's it. What, oh what I like about that story is that it's no part of that is it, does it seem sort of mean-spirited or nasty? Everything is explainable. No. Everybody, it was just a big misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, he shook the guy's hand who he woke up. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> I imagine you're in your bed and you see two men like at the bottom of your bed holding machetes. Like you'd shit yourself, and then they're just oh sorry, mate, shake your hand. You'd still, I'd still be in absolute shock. What? Yeah. And then if they continue to explain why they hear oh sorry, got your house mixed up with someone who were doing a brush brushing fetish for, I'd still, I just, I don't know, I wouldn't believe it. At what point though during that were the men at the at standing over him? Did they realise this is the wrong guy? 
I, maybe they'd met him before or seen a. I guess they must have seen a photo. And then when the light came on oh, and he right. took his sleep apnea mask off, they went, oh, ah, sorry. Okay, you're not the wrong guy. You're not the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they just said to him, oh, we've got the wrong house and left without saying anything more. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't be able to yeah. sleep for maybe weeks. They should have just offered to give him the same service. Like, well, while we're here, you know, you want to be brushed? Well, maybe when they went round to the actual client's house and had bacon, eggs and noodles after <laughs> yeah. the event, they should have invited the previous guy okay, round. Okay, I'm noodle shaming. Yeah. I'm noodle shaming. What the fuck is that breakfast? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it could be pretty good. You know, you get some instant noodles flavoured like chicken or something and then... You just sort of mix it all together, and that'd be quite a nice savoury breakfast, I think. Yeah, Maybe. fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. It's weird, though. It's unconventional. I've never heard of it. Oh. Well, there you go. That's Australia for you. It's still continuing to Australia down there. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. That was amazing. You're welcome. That was truly incredible. Uh, we've got a, a question here from Sixios, the uniformed prick, it says. <laughs> okay. Uh for each of you individually, what's a trait or habit or whatever that you have that you think the world would benefit from more people sharing with you? Oh, God. Oh, Christ. Okay. So I've sort of got an answer here. And, you know, there's no way for any of us to answer this question without sounding a little bit self-righteous. Like, hey, here's a thing that I do that everyone else should do and the world would be a better place. Hmm. Um, but I think that in lots of ways, and not in every sense, I'm sure, I think I'm a fairly considerate person, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, you two might, or anyone listening to this might think, oh, well, you're not considerate in the respect that you always do this annoying thing or whatever. And yeah, all right, I'm not 100% considerate. But I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't fucking drop litter. Stop dropping litter, yeah, you twats. I hate that. Stop Cretins. doing that. I hate that. Me and Amy... Uh, had the had the day off from work in the middle of the week uh, a couple of weeks back because we knew it was going to be a really sunny day and I wanted to take some holiday at some point and we drove to this place in the middle of absolute nowhere just again as we always do up a moor somewhere and we sat in these there's these big boulders just that have been deposited by I think a melting glacier like millions of years ago and it's a desolate place but there's just these boulders there. And we went and sat there to have uh, our lunch that we'd taken with us. And when we got there, the closer we got, we started to just see the odd sort of wrapper of stuff and, you know, you know, little bits of cardboard. And then when we got to the boulders, it was just full of empty cans and crisp Shit packets mm. and tissues. There's, I also see now a load of rubber gloves and masks and stuff just oh really discarded all over the place yeah like it's the new kind of litter um yeah, yeah i've seen rubber rubber gloves everywhere it's like what the fuck just put it in your pocket put it in a bin it's yeah you, especially in the center of bristol it's not like you're you're out in the middle of nowhere with no bins there's literally a bin probably within 30 seconds walk from where you are right now stop being a shit yeah, mm. definitely. And even if you're in somewhere like, you know, like where I was, where obviously there aren't bins around, if you were able to carry a full can of beer, if you've got the strength in your arm to carry a full can of beer up to the rocks, you've certainly got the strength to carry it back to your car when it's empty, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, God, yeah, just think of other people a little bit, you know, hold doors open for people or, just, God, just don't drop litter, don't be a twat. I think that's what, you know, I'd like to think that I'm, in at least in that respect, a decent enough person. Very fair. Yeah. I think I, I would want to give the world um, just like 
a little bit of editing skill, video editing skill, because I just oh. think that if the world could like just create something from nothing, imagine the output, imagine what that would be like. Mm. If if like the, the time anyone has like a weird little idea, rather than going, oh, I can't really make that. Bam! They can now make it. it. Gets gets tweeted. Gets put in the stratosphere, and now the world is abuzz with these weird little videos. And I think, as a hu- as the human race, that's how we'll progress. When everyone can put the weird ideas into some kind of manifestation, yeah. and we all learn to understand each other a bit better. Hmm. It's true because you see these things that get put on the internet, and you're like, "Wow, that's great!" But you have to think like the person who did that had to number one have the idea, and number two have the skill to make it. And you kind of think you need those two things together. So all over the world, there are people who are either having the ideas but don't have the skill to put it together, or they've got really good editing skills but they're not like particularly creative. Uh, Many want to see what just everyone comes out with because imagine a three-year-old suddenly with the skills to edit. Oh my God, <laughs> what would that look like? Yeah, <laughs> what memes does a baby see? <laughs> ben. I'm also going to approach this from the same standpoint you did, Peter, which is not so much what's a quality I have, but more why can't people be nice? Yeah. <laughs> um, just chew with your mouth closed, please. Oh, yeah. Please chew with your mouth closed. Um, I don't think it's difficult. I know some people have difficulty breathing through their nose. Um, so that, you know, that there are certain cases where it's just not possible, but some people just like... It's horrible. The sound, that sound is the worst noise. It is the mm. worst, single worst noise on this planet. And uh, and it's just disgusting. It makes me feel sick. And uh, and I think it's just, I'm not one for, for being high and mighty, but I think in that case, it's just like, where are your fucking manners? <laughs> Who raised you? Yeah. Were you dragged up? Good God. Well, that's the, when I live with my parents, my mom was a bit of a, a lip smacker. So who raised me? A lip smacker. I'm sorry. And I, it's weird. Like, I, I, I assume most people get this, but when you hear someone, you know, just like, like eating and all that really loudly, it, it instills this weird rage in you where you just want to kill. <laughs> it's just like, fuck off. Yeah. I was lip smacked as a child and it never did me any harm. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, boy. You, you two eradicated some good things. Now I just, I just gave the world... Fucking weird. The ability to do me. Yeah, you, you gifted the world with more, a bit more... More tools for shitposting. Yeah, creativity and shitposting, yeah. Bam. I like it. Okay. It's time for a thing, Mikey. Oh, well. Do you want me to... Do you want me to roll into it? Go for it. Are they, yeah. Everybody, get your fists up. It's time for a fight. Yes. Oh, get them. This time we're making memes fight. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I've got in front of me a selection of memes. I realise when doing these, we, we do this to find out the best X or the best Y. This is It's just the best of the pool because I'm sure everyone's got a favourite meme that won't be included in this list. But I've got one, two, th- 12 memes in front of me. I've, I've gone for like a range of recent to oldish ones. And we're just going gonna, gonna to make them fight to find the superior one of the lot. Excellent. Our first round consists of Harambe versus Doge. It's got to be Harambe all the way. Harambe all the way. I think it's Harambe. Yeah, good. I'm glad we're all agreed in that because... Dick's out. It's just, it's amazing. It's, oh, it's an actual event that happened. A poor child was locked in an enclosure with a gorilla. (laughs) The gorilla protected the child and it, they all live to be memed. And I think that's, that's, that's poetry. 
Doors is just a bit, I don't know. It got, well, they didn't fu- all live to be memed. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot. I forgot about that. How did you forget about our Lord and Saviour like I that? I forgot the whole point of the meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Rest in peace, Harambe. Shit. It's all flooding back yeah. to me now. Yeah, I wish the kid had died, right? Yeah. Am I right? The one thing I like about Doge, and this sort of happened to me without... I, I don't think I was aware of Doge at the time. And... Uh, I was, uh, when I went to uni, there were a couple of uh, friends that I hung out with who were a bit memey, but not, not so, you know, there's a bit of irony there. It was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't cringy that they were into memes. Um, and at one point, one of them said the word, was, was referring to the word slug, but pronounced it sludge. Um, <laughs> okay. And I thought that was funny. And I still do that now. Any word that ends, ends with a G, well, not any word, but quite often we'll be doing a worse games or whatever. I'll be like, oh, Look, it's leaving a load of sludge juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I only realised afterwards that the reason they'd come up with the the sort of format or template of words ending in G are a J sound was because of Doge. Um, but apart from that, I don't I don't like the Doge meme and the, the sort of wow, very very much, very much yeah. so whatever. You know that I don't dig that at all. But I just like the the J. I'm in, I'm in, I'm only in it for the Js. Yeah. I'll take that. You can transpose the 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 build up of the word to other words. That's fine. Yeah, but that's different to the meme. But Harambe Harambe wins for sure. Boy, yeah, definitely. Right, we're going for a local homegrown hero here. We have got garlic and chips up against international superstar Titan Rick Rowling. Oh, oh fuck. So, so we we've got a, our own personal little. Little cute meme versus a, 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 what is arguably a juggernaut, a titan. It really is up there, isn't it? Like you know, I love Michael Jugson, but at the same time, if we got if we if we didn't let Rick roll through, it's a bit like saying it's a bit like getting rid of Citizen Kane or like you know, and Michelangelo's David or something like that. It's it's difficult to justify. I feel like to add add some extra stakes to this. Um, Every meme we don't choose will be wiped from history. <laughs> oh God! Okay. So, so it's I think just otherwise because like eh, we prefer you know garlic and chips because it's a bit funny to us. But then that means the world never had Rick Rolling, you know, something like that. Let's just oh. we're going to go all in. So every meme is going to be <laughs> every meme is going to be taken away from us. I would argue that Rick Rolling uh, has not done anything beneficial. For mankind, yeah. I yeah. don't think I've ever laughed at Rick Rolling. I think it's always just been ah, oh, <laughs> classic. Gotcha. It's just an institution. But honestly, garlic and chips has has brought me so much happiness. Yeah, and I can honestly say that Rick Rolling has not, and it's not brought me sadness or frustration. It's just I feel indifferent about Rick Rolling. I was just like, yep, there's the video. I totally agree. I think it's by certain definitions a classic, but it's you know I don't like it in any way i don't i don't hate it but i don't like it so i i honestly would save garlic and chips on balance uh michael jugson takes on rick <laughs> astley and wins what what a day <laughs> i fucking did I fucking yeah did. i fucking did yeah <laughs> it's, it's 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 a one minute video and yet you can quote every line from mm-hmm. it like every line can be taken out of context and it uh, it's it's art yeah right the next fight is 1960 spider-man Versus Hide the Pain Harold. Oh, both. The 1960 Spider Man. 
as you know, is um, you know stills from the the old nineteen sixties cartoon, like Spider Man sat behind the desks, Spider Man pointing at himself, or, pointing at himself. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've... either Pin Harold is that stock photo guy who always looks like he's in pain. They tracked down, right? They tracked yeah. him down, and now he's 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 self aware. I can't say I've ever really gotten anything from the uh, hide the pain Harold thing. I think it's funny, like the journey yeah, of finding no. him and stuff. But I, again, I feel no personal affinity for that meme. Whereas the Spider Man one, very versatile. Lots of stills that can be used. You know, uh, great quotes. Yeah. I feel like the the pointing at one is uh, you know where he's pointing at himself. That is that is so, such a good meme template and is used all the time in brilliant ways that I don't think we could be without. Yeah. it. Yeah, that's very good point. Yeah, I don't actually feel very strongly about either. So I think whoever these come up against it going forward, I'm not going to vote for either of them. But I, <laughs> but right now, yeah, I think I would save Spider Man. Yeah, I think Hyde the Pain Harold was fun for a bit. And then, yeah, because like, now there was a period where I saw him doing like advertisements on Facebook where he was like advertising um, some kind of like uni, uh, student discount card. It was him getting his hair cut and buying some sick creps with his discount card. And it was like, oh, he's, wow. the, the, meme, the, meme's, the meme's gone mainstream. <laughs> I mean, good for him. Make that money. Who would have expected posing for a stock photo? But yeah, at the same time, whatever. Not fussed. Whatever. 1960 Spider-Man, it's got heart. Yeah. Right, next round. Shrek versus John Cena. Oh, God, it's got to be Shrek, hasn't it? I I think so, because Shrek has a whole load of stuff attached to it. You know, I think without Shrek, there wouldn't be the Smash Mouth memes. True, yeah. true. The John Cena meme is dead as well, I would say. The, and his name is John Cena. That one, that one had its moment. It was a good moment, though. And it's also, in a way, it's a bit of a rickroll. Yeah, it is. In itself. It's just kind of, oh, I tricked you. You know, you didn't expect surprise. And it got louder and louder each time. So it would deafen you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, yeah, Shrek is, um, it's it's evolved in so many ways. There's um, there's a film that was released a couple of years ago um, where, like, a bunch of artists were given, like, a small segment of Shrek to animate. Right. And then they put them all together and basically recreated Shrek. And it's beautiful. And I think anything that kind of creates that kind of sense of, like, yeah, let's make something with this this source material is is worth saving mm. in my book. I agree. Yeah. For now, at least. Oh, rest in peace, John Cena. And in a, in a similar vein, we've got Smash Mouth All-Star. Oh. Ooh. Or don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> oh, God. I'm only really aware of... Is is there a visual aspect to don't talk to me or my son ever again? Or is it oh, just the phrase? It's So usually it's... Well, let, let me find a don't talk to me or my son again meme. Don't talk. Because I think it's better to see it than to explain it. Right, because I, I only... <laughs> oh, my God. So it's usually... A big thing accompanied by a Photoshop small version of it. <laughs> or, yeah. Right. That versus Smash Mouth All-Star. I do like Don't Talk To Me On My Son Ever Again. It's just kind of like this little shit, shitty shit post meme. Yeah. I don't think I was necessarily aware of that aspect to it. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. that you. I'll have to add that to the thread now. But, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Smash... I look, the thing is, I really like um, when people do... There's this whole... You might not even be aware of this. On SoundCloud in particular, there's this thing called SoundClown, which is... Yeah, boy. It's kind of like... It's basically what Neil Cicerega does, but loads of people are doing it on SoundCloud, uh, which is sort of very meme uh remixes of stuff. And there are these things called, like, the meme 
epic mega mix where it's really overstimulating and it's absolutely full of stuff that's like slightly clashing but also quite masterfully mixed together and there's all these little snippets of things and invariably there's loads of smash mouth like there is in neil Cisariga. well yeah uh, like albums that the first neil Cisariga remix album was just entirely smash mouth yeah it was just smash mouth mixed with other things and then it spawned two albums from that and it's it's art uh, there's, there's, I think there's some parts of the tracks where, like, you can hear almost kind of, like a kind of wind, like a. Right. I think people like found out if you cut all those wind bits out and squash them down, it's like a line from Smash Mouth. It's 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 intrusive in every bit of the album. And, yeah. Oh, I love Neil Cicerig. He's a good boy. Yeah, so good. I think I'd have to save Smash Mouth. Yeah, I'm going with Smash Mouth. That's fair. I, I agree. <laughs> and the final uh, of the initial round is press F to pay respects. Or steamed hams. Oh God! I think this is a tough one for me because F. I don't know that that is that's a, that stopped what 2011 when Call of Duty came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is that is still everyone knows about that. Everyone does it. They might not know the origin, but it's permeated to a massive that, yeah. popular culture. I loved steamed hams. Really, really enjoyed it for that sort of two or three months that it was super popular. Yeah, I can't have. Press F. I can't. I can't not have the everybody F in the chat. I can't not have that. I need. I need to pay F respects. F respects to pay. Yeah. I. I think I agree. Like steamed hams. It was. It's really good. It's like wow. Look at all this cool stuff that's being made. But it's got no daily use to me. But F in the chat is. It's an essential service. It's a key worker. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All right. Rest in peace, steamed hams. Right. Okay. We're gonna do two three-way battles. And then we'll be down to our final two. Okay. So, round one. Harambe, garlic and chips, or 1960s Spider-Man? Fuck. Mm. Harambe. It's got to be Harambe. Oh, what? Do you think? It's so... I think it's just still so almost... I mean, it was always ironic, obviously. No one really gives a shit about this gorilla. (laughs) But, like... It's still just so ironically funny to me to bring up Harambe because nobody talks about Harambe <laughs> anymore. And I don't know why I personally still think that's really funny. I, yeah, I think whenever I like, because it's not often you hear it now, but when I see a Harambe reference, it just sideswipes me and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. And that and all of the tribute memes, you know, Harambe up in clowns with little angel wings. It's, yeah. it's art. When you see it these days, because it's so much rarer, it's usually... Uh, sort of presented from the standpoint of, oh, did you forget about your boy? And it's just Harambe (laughs) peering out. And it's like, I did forget about my boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. I love to see it. I love to see the Harambe. I mean, the thing is, I don't disagree with any of that. But I think personally... And I might be outvoted, but I just love garlic and chips too much. (laughs) So do I. Too much. It's It's so much so that you get an extra 50s worth. Yeah, oh. I, honestly, I would if I if it was just me, I would save garlic and chips in that in that bracket. But right, right let me think about this. Let me let me just oh, there's Harambe. <laughs> you guys, is wide. Yeah, but um, see, Harambe is widespread. That's good because you know everyone can enjoy it. It's a meme that you can share. Garlic and chips. It's very personal to us. It's it's our meme. We we did it. We made well. We made it a meme for a small audience of people. Small audience yeah. of lovely people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I fucking did. Mm, but I think I think Harambe is more important. 
I'm gonna. You I'm, can't let him be forgotten. Exactly. Like, yeah. Be, be never made in the first place. Then everyone will forget <laughs> our boy. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Maybe getting rid of the meme would be the kind of thing because then Harambe wouldn't have been killed. Oh well. Well, he would have died. We just wouldn't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Harambe. I'll be happy with any of these, by the way. I just, for me, it's got to be Harambe. Think, Fair enough. I yeah. think, well, between garlic and chips and Harambe, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side on, on the big gorilla. May he rest in peace. No problem. Okay. Right, la- the other semi-final: Shrek, Smash Mouth All Star, or pe- Press F to pay respects. Oh, that's a really oh, hard the one. Musical contributions of Smash Mouth, though. Um... I feel like as much as I love Shrek memes, Ooh. they are he they're synonymous with Smash Mouth, yeah. and I feel like there is no Shrek meme without Smash Mouth being so iconic. <laughs> True. So I feel like in my own mind, I can almost just push Shrek memes to one side because we can have Smash Mouth All Star because they're synonymous. They're the same. I can still have sort of Shrek memes, but through Smash Mouth. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then it's just between F and sh- I'm gonna say Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Are you? See, yeah. I wanted to say like if my my favorite would be Smash Mouth, and then I thought, oh, but again, you know, is is F like a, a key worker, as it were? Like, should <laughs> yeah. I do the right thing and let F survive, even though I prefer oh. Smash Mouth? Oh fuck! I don't know. Oh god, what this do you is, think, Mikey. This is oh god, this is one of the hardest ones I've ever done. We we got rid of the first round, and now it's like fuck. What do we do? Hmm. Mm. I think I don't know. Press F to pay respects. It's good, but I don't think it's it's it's. I don't think it's had much cultural impact. Yeah, it's, I think I'm leaning to Smash Mouth. Really, yeah, it's permeated, but it's not it's not influenced. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay, let's say Smash Mouth. Oh Christ, this final. Oh. Right, this is it. This is the final round. Harambe versus Smash Mouth All Star. Are you going to go for a fallen hero or a or a titan of the music industry? think i want to say smash mouth personally Ooh. but again i i could quite happily let harambe win <laughs> he's a gorilla he could win anyway he'll fuck you up yeah he will fuck up the song smash mouth i i'm gonna say smash mouth yeah yeah i feel like we've done harambe a service by putting him into the final uh, we've made our thoughts and prayers very <laughs> apparent in on that topic but smash mouth is it's powerful. Yeah, we, we partly love we love that Neil Sisk too much. I think. Yes. Yeah, cause, I mean, I guess if it wasn't Smash Mouth, there might have been another song that started it. But I think Smash Mouth yeah. is it's it's just it's just genuinely quite a good song. <laughs> it's beyond, <laughs> beyond the meme qualities. This is like oh, this this is nice. Smash Mouth are actually yeah. a pretty fun band, and I'd hate to see them disappear from the earth. So Smash Mouth is the ultimate meme of this of the twelve I selected. Wow. Hey, now. You're an all-star. Truly an all-star. You are the allest star. Yeah. I've heard that that song was written about Harambe. <gasps> really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Before it happened. Before his death. <laughs> yeah. Comes... They knew. <laughs> yeah, they knew one day this gorilla is going to mean something to the world. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> are you saying that all-star, that, that Smash Mouth threw the boy into the gorilla pit? I'm saying that Smash Mouth s- smash-assinated him. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, boys, for for making memes slap fists with me. Thank you, Michael. Well, thank you for your thing, Mikey. And uh, we've got one final submission from the audience here. Aaron Starling at Tubsy23 has effectively brought his own uh, thing along. Ooh. Um, 
Because although this is a question, it's only really been framed as a question so that he could bring something along. But I couldn't not let this be in our podcast. So mm-hmm. Aaron Starling says, Are you aware of the fact that the Democracy Manifest man has released a wine called Get Your Hand Off My Pino? No, he what? has not. Right. Now, I've done some research... There is a whole website called mrdemocracymanifest.com.au. I will okay. paste it into Discord. Okay, before before you go any further, please please give us a, a brief rundown of this legend. Right, well, I've got it on my phone, uh, ready to play, actually. Okay. Oh, nice. Amazing. Okay. Who don't know who he is. Um... Is this really his website? This is him, is it? This is him because there is there's recent footage of him. We'll get into all this in just a moment. What? Oh my right, God. here we go. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this? Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare get your... Tata and farewell. So that man is. The story goes that he went into a Chinese restaurant for a succulent Chinese meal, refused to pay, oh, and that this was something that he frequently did. So the restaurant called the police. And he got arrested for it. That is the recording of him being arrested. Oh my um, god. Now there's a website, because again, I think he's become self-aware. And he's clearly being managed by some sort of talent manager. who uh, they've, they've written this website introduction. Would you like to know the real truth of the man who said th- these oft-memed words? A succulent Chinese meal. Get your hand off my penis. This is Democracy Manifest. I see you know your judo well. Here it is. Jack is still with us. Jack will tell his story. Jack wants the truth to come out. And no, he was not a chef. He was not from Norway. His name is not Paul Charles Dozer. He was not a chess grandmaster. And he is most definitely still alive. Sorry to all you journos who reported this so very, very wrongly. Stay tuned. Jack, the real legendary man from that video of his arrest we all know, love, and use in memes, will tell his story soon. This will be even bigger than his arrest video all those years ago. Oh, God. Would you like to book an interview with Mr. Democracy Manifest? Yes. You can contact Jack's agent with your details and offer. Succulent Chinese meals aren't cheap, it says. (laughs) So, there's all that. And then on this website, there is... A music video for a song called Dine and Dash by a band called The Chats. Oh my god. Okay. It's them singing their song, and right at the end, they have got Jack, the Democracy Manifest man, to do a whole bit at the end of their music video. They're in a, uh, a steakhouse, they run off without paying. Uh, Democracy Manifest Man comes out of the restaurant uh, to shout at the police who are chasing the chats 
and then he starts getting arrested. And it's him, and this is what he says. Democracy manifest. God, you, you, you've done you've done judo before, haven't you? Magnificently so. Look at your head, you don't even know where you are, you fool. There we go. That's on farewell. What is it? So that's it. That's he's he's recreated wow. his moment. Um, and I will I'll send you you guys a link for for later viewing, which I'm sure you'll want to see. Oh, okay, yes, please. There's a store. Mm-hmm. He's selling t-shirts, mugs, and get your hands off my pino. Limited edition. Have a drink. This succulent Victorian pino is made with freshness as the main focus. Bright red fruits that know their judo well. God. <laughs> fine, fine tannins that put the wine in a gentle headlock with a long finish. So there he is. That's fucking hell. That's what's happened. I have some news. Yeah. Oh. I tried to buy some Pinot. Right. But it doesn't deliver outside of Australia. Fuck. Oh. I have now bought a Judo Academy stubby. <laughs> right. It says Democracy Manifest, World Class Judo Academy on it. And on the back, it says, Get Your Hand Off My Penis. That's amazing. I'm just looking at the store now, and this is magic. It cost me £20 with international shipping. <laughs> and I will let you know when it arrives. Please do. Fantastic. Thank you. Oh, my God. Very sad I couldn't get the Pinot, though. Oh, maybe one day it'll get imported. It'll go mainstream. Wow. Was that all our questions, Peter? That was it. Thank you, Aaron Starling, for bringing Earthing along to yes, tell us thank about. You. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. And thank you, everybody, for listening this week. We super duper appreciate it. We do have new merch, as we said at the beginning of the podcast. Store.yogscast.com. Isn't that You're right, You're goddamn right. It's, it's Democracy Manifest in a shirt. You can use code VIDIOT to check out for 10% off everything on the Yogscast store we've got we've got two new shirts we've got a mug and we've got all of your old familiar favorites still available on the shop so if you're feeling fancy and free go buy a shirt fantastic youtube twitter facebook all.com forward slash vidiots official and also twitch.tv forward slash vidiots official we stream relatively regularly thank you so much to everybody who came along to our uh, reunion stream that we all did together on saturday night it was an absolute hoot the whole Mm. thing should be on youtube now for you to watch back if you missed it we played some games uh we watched back some old vidiots videos it was really good fun and uh thank you again to all of you thank you very much everybody An additional thank you goes to this week's Pod Squad, who get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. If you'd like to join Pod Squad, go to streamlabs.com forward slash donations to donate and get a shout-out, £3 or more. And we'll give you a big old shout-out right here. And uh, and you can join the illustrious Pod Squad along with... Oh no! Bella died of COVID-19! Emily Lemons, L Baker 97 Avogadro Toast 11. There we go. Got it. Lord Brotovich. Six years. Michael's anus. Please help. There are fishes in my pants. Your inner voice is named Milo. Thank you very much for your generous donation. And Mercenary Prostitutes for Life. Thank you again for the generous donation. Tiddy. Gooey Bug Spittoon. Good one. 420.69. Stephen Scodes. 
A little bit of Monica. Very generous. Thank you. And Inu Bean. Also, Bork Lasers Pork Taser. Itty Bitty Titty Committee. Arseface. Stukalicious. Arthur from Natural Nine. Thank you for your generous donation. Also, One Vowel from She-Ra. Thank you for your generous donation. Ben Potter's Silky Sexy Voice. What a Winky Wonky Willem Willy. The opposite of Lord Brotovich. Kevin from Con. Schlumpians Pump Dumpians. Deluxe Bon 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 Man. Thank you for your generous donation. Mystery Meat, who might be a Yogscast employee. Can we swear here shit? Robert Babalooni and Lolly Lama. My Milo suit has been hit. Kitty Hawk, Dr. Jesus McGod's incest fanfic, Finn Tristam, Meth the Gongoose, an extra 50s worth of mummy, an inappropriate fan, Spooning Creamy Ice Cream Men, Alan Claw, DBP does shows for butt plugs, Peter's Welsh furry porn, Put My Name Here Last Time Feck, Ben's Bowl of Thick Cream, Nice Harmless Name, Prince Beefcakes, and Jizzy Plumfield. Thank you so much, Pod Squad, for this week. Remember, one more time, streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations, £3 or more. I should slow down with that. Podiats donations with S's on the end. £3 or more. Mm-hmm. You get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Mikey, where can people find you on the internet? Bear me on the Twitter. That's where I do all my business right now. You can follow me on at ParrotBoy. And currently, I'm just... I'm just do. I'm learning 3D software, so that's all my Twitter is at the minute. So get used to it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's so good. You're doing it's very really well. Good. It's really good. I'm, pr- I'm proud of myself. It's finally clicking after trying for years. So you, you, if you go on my Twitter, you can see a pigeon on a well. Wow, magic. Oh, I've not seen that yet. Nice. You're in for a treat, Peter. It's a really good pigeon and a great well. Yeah. Oh, just the wellest well. <laughs> Peter, where can people find us? They can find us at Team Triple Jump on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Patreon, wherever you like. Uh, we are doing content that you might think is familiar if you've watched videos, things like Rules Boss, um, uh, t- uh, to prove it, Worst Games Ever, Podcast, which is a video game podcast, not conversational. Uh, we're doing cooking, all kinds of things. Go and do that. It's like videos too, but not. Not it doesn't have Mikey. <laughs> uh, finally, leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening, everybody. Do we have a final question for people listening at home? Um, 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 um. Uh, what's your favourite meme? Yeah, favourite meme. Yeah. What's your favourite meme? Tell me about your favourite meme. meme. Take a seat and uh, talk to me. Open up your meme. Yes. <laughs> okay then that's okay. the end <laughs> alright yep. bye everybody bye. thanks for listening bye, bye. ah mmm the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.